Welcome to episode two of the Practice Power Play podcast. I'm Chris Mahan, your host today, as we have a ton of great info and power plays in regards to accelerating your business growth and stacking wealth in the most challenging of times. Today, we have Justin Goodbread with the Heritage Investor and his own awesome podcast, Financially Simple. Justin has a boutique-style wealth management and financial planning company. He's a certified exit planning advisor, a certified value growth advisor. He recently published his first book, The Ultimate Sale, an Amazon category bestseller, showing business owners how to create long-term value and accelerated growth in their company to sell their businesses for top dollar when they retire. Best of all, he's a good friend and associate. We've collaborated with a lot of clients to help them during these times and other times. And so, Justin, welcome to our podcast today. How are you, man? Buddy, I am greatly blessed and highly favored, brother. Glad to be here. Glad for your podcast, man. You are a rock star among rock stars. And the information, folks, that this man knows will drastically change your business. So, Chris, I'm excited to be part of your new podcast here, brother. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you joining us. You know, Justin's, you know, he's just telling me he's going on Fox News and he's on all these TV shows and and podcasts. So, hey, I'm glad to have a, a legend among legends amongst us as well. So, man, I'm glad you were able to join us today. So, man, it's been a crazy year, hasn't it? Dude, man, what a what a what a wild ride. What a lot of opportunity though, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's tons and tons of opportunities, you know, power plays to be had for our doctors right now. Uh, to come in and really change their trajectory during these times. So, you know, with, you know, with challenge comes a great opportunity. What have you been able to take advantage of uh, to put your clients in better situations during this, uh, during this time? And Chris, there's a lot of different things we can go here. So let's, the, the way I would answer it is this. I've heard a lot of people say that COVID's kicked them in the teeth. COVID has caused their business problems. I don't think that's the case. I think what COVID's done is it's shown us the opportunity on how we can increase or better shore up our businesses. Our businesses, whenever we put them under pressure, they start breaking. And COVID with the pressure, especially in the dental community, you know, being closed four weeks in some places, 12 weeks in other places around our country, it placed these dental practices in the crock pot, in the pressure cooker. And it shows the practice, the dental owner, the practice manager, us consultants, exactly what that practice needs to improve on. So the first thing I'm going to say is the opportunity that came out of COVID was where did your practice break? Where did you see some stress in that practice? And then with that, we can now devise a plan where we're trying to, you know, uh, what I like to say is we try to teach doctors how to double their net worth every three to five years. And the main catalyst for that is just driving efficiencies in these practices. I mean, you and I both deal with this from two different angles mm -hmm. so COVID man it opened up an opportunity Chris that we can see the cracks and now we have an opportunity to go back and plug the cracks that to me is probably the biggest thing yeah that I've seen thus far uh, the other thing I've seen Chris is that you know you and I preach this for years as we work with mutual clients is I love to see people just stack cash We've had clients and you've seen me, I mean, you question me sometimes saying, hey, these guys are sending a lot of cash. Why are they doing so? Mm -hmm. And it came to fruition. Now, we didn't realize that COVID was going to happen, but we could see the economic cycle coming into play showing that, hey, we're fixing to face some headwinds. There's going to be a storm in front of us at some point. Mm -hmm. Again, no one anticipated COVID. No right. one did. But those individuals who had stacked cash properly and weren't spending every dime they were making either for their lifestyle or back into the business, they were positioned properly to be able to go in and do a couple of things. They were able to potentially invest like a couple of our clients did, bought low when the market dropped 40%. We had others that made improvements within their own practices through marketing or buying great sweetheart deals in their marketing campaigns. We have yet others, Chris, who took that cash and totally retooled their, their employment structure. They got rid of the bad employees or the lax, 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 
lackadaisical, if I can speak right, employees, <laughs> and they brought in some rock stars. So two opportunities that I see right off the cusp is, number one, where did your business crack? Let's go back and let's figure out why that happened. Let's shore it up. And then number two, we're going to face another storm. Hopefully nothing like we face now, but, you know, the cycle of business is going to happen within, again, the next 10 years. So if we're in a 10-year play, now the thing we want to start doing is recover from this move. Once we get our feet underneath us, now we got to start uh, start stackpiling some cash back because whenever this happens again, that's when millionaires are made. So yeah. those are the two opportunities I've seen, brother, that are just first and foremost in our clients' lives. Gotcha. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So go back and find the, the cracks, you know, solidify, come back better than ever, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the key, though, Chris, is in all this, it's – uh, I'm going to quote Michael Gerber. If you've never read the book E-Myth, mm -hmm. e if you've never read that, friends, you got to check it out. It's one of my top 10 reads for business owners. He makes this statement. He says, if you want to work in your business, go work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you want to work on your business, now you're a true entrepreneur. And we're fighting that that technician. The dentist is a technician who's in there in people's mouths. We're fighting that technician into a manager and entrepreneurial position. So COVID's now giving us the position to say, hey, we had to purposefully stop being a technician for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. You could not be technical in nature. Now you found yourself saying, like some people have, look, I don't want to be this entrepreneur. I don't want to be the business owner. Yet others are saying, holy cow, man, my the, the person I worked underneath, or maybe I was an associate here, they didn't have a clue what they were doing as an entrepreneur, and man, they just ruined their business. Yet others are saying, man, I made it through this, and I don't want to deal with this again. Build my practice in such a way, let me build my practice in such a way where I can truly be the entrepreneur, I can truly be the person who shows up for work and leaves and then collect a dividend check at the end of the day. So we've been working through some structures on how you can coach practices and practice managers to step into that true managerial role to drive the value of the company up. So, yeah. man, Chris, a lot of opportunities this year, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, you know, another great book, um, Michael Gerber, e -Myth, is definitely top three, top five. And, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, you have a lot of quadrant two time availability or had it in terms of time to work on the business, time to make the business better and, and scalable. Um, you know, right now, I know with with dental and even in, in medical, um, you're seeing a lot. Of, they realize a lot of windfall from the pent up demand from the covid shutdown. But a lot of them realized a really nice comeback and are looking at a pretty pretty or a, a reduced volume in October, maybe November. So again, I know a lot of people are looking at that, you know, thinking, you know, hey man, what are we going to do? I think this is a time to really invest in training, invest in systems. And I know you're real big on that in terms of scalability and putting those processes in place, i.e. the e-myth, right? Yep, absolutely. So here's the deal. Our business for so many of us entrepreneurs is sitting at the top of the asset list on our profit, on our balance sheet or our financial statements, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we tear it all down, we've got our house and maybe we have some equity in that. Some people have it paid for, some people don't, but I'm sure you have some equity in your primary residence. Maybe you have a 401k. If you're working with someone like an advisor like you, Chris, you and I know the power of taking those highest taxable dollars and deferring that at the right proper time. Mm -hmm. So maybe you have some money in a 401k. Maybe you have some money in Roth IRAs. Maybe you're doing backdoor Roth strategies that I like to utilize, that you like to utilize. Um, maybe, maybe you have some money in your own building where you bought the building that you're actually practicing in. But when you look at all the assets for so many business owners, and it's not just applicable to dentists, but it's, it's so applicable in dentists, is that we look at these financial statements, Chris, and oftentimes that practice 
that is the highest net worth position, mm -hmm. especially now if they've been in practice five, six, seven years, and we've been pay, paying down that practice purchase loan, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at his financial statements and we're saying, holy crap, 60, 70, 80% of our net worth is this practice. Well, whenever you're looking into the future and you're saying, okay, I want to, I'm, I know where I'm at today. I use this analogy. I'm standing on the riverbank out by my house. I live on the Tennessee River. It's about a mile wide where I'm at on the river. I can see directly across the other side of the river. There's a, one of my friends has a beautiful two-story boat dock, hmm. about a mile wide. So let's use that framework in our mindset as we're growing in our businesses. We know where we're at today financially. We know all the pros and cons of where we're at financially. We, we also know where we want to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. The catalyst that's going to drive us to that position many times is the sale of our practice at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. It is the catalyst. You and I both know, Chris, if we're making three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year out of our businesses to live on for consumptive purposes, in order to replace that income, we have to have a ton of assets set back in some sort of a income producing strategy, whether that's a portfolio or real estate, um, whatever it may be that can provide income. The only thing that's going to drive us to that point is our practice. You can't, the stock market is not going to return you a 30% return over a 20, 10, 15, 20 year period. It's just not. Mm -hmm. But our businesses, if we learn on how to drive the value of our company up, then this practice that's worth $500, $600 million today, it can have a 25, 35, 40% return systematically over time. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm looking at this idea for dentists that, hey, 80% of my business is, I'm sorry, 80% of my net worth is my business, but dentists are also not trained on how to grow a business. We're trained on how to be unbelievable technicians when it comes to the, the trade, but not when it comes to practice management. So for us, it's all about teaching value growth. Now, inside value growth, Chris, you've seen me talk about this. There are eight key areas of business. There's eight. The first one is leadership and planning. So there's two, planning and leadership. The second one is sales and marketing, which consequently is the lowest scoring position out of every dental practice I've ever appraised mm -hmm. is, is sales and marketing because it's directly opposite the way we dentists think, right? Mm -hmm. um, then you go into people and operations and there's lots of firms out there that talk about operational efficiencies and things of that nature. And finally, you have finance and legal. So when you're trying to grow this business to where it's highly sellable, to where uh, an individual or maybe a DSO or maybe a VC firm, venture capital firm or an angel investing firm is trying to run out a tranche type of investment. If you're trying to grow it to where you can get a 100, 120, 130% of trailing 12 month uh, sales price, or maybe even 200%, I saw someone get 200% of trailing 12. In order to do that, all eight areas of that business has to be rock star stellar performance. Mm -hmm. So back to your root question. Yes, I love systems. I love systems. Systems around all eight key areas there will actually drive the enterprise value through the multiple or through the appraised process. Right. So, uh, Chris, I, re I relate it this way, man. When I go to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, which everybody's going to say, Ugh. but when I go to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, brother, I look behind the counter and there's a 16-year-old cooking French fries, right? They don't burn the restaurant down because McDonald's has a system. Step one, get the fries. Step two, pour the fries. Step three, drop the... You really have to build a practice as that detailed in nature. And so, man, right now at this time of the year, whenever you're going into a slow time period, you really need to have an outside consultant like yourself, Chris, who can come alongside and say, 
hey, we need to focus in on the hiring process. We need to focus in on the training process. We need to focus in on making sure that if you're working for $1,500 an hour, that you're actually doing the things which make $1,500 an hour. So, mm -hmm. man, systems to me are just vital right. when it comes to business. You know, reinvest, reinvest, reinvest into your business, right? I mean, you know, um, Netflix, you know, what is it, year or two, they're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to Blockbuster and they had a $56 million loss. And they, they offered Blockbuster to purchase them for, for $50 million and, and Blockbuster laughed at them, right? So they went all the way down the elevator in Dallas, Texas, leaving the Blockbuster headquarters. And Netflix, which was, in, was an IPO or came out at a dollar a share, is now trading at like, what, four fifty? you know, something crazy. Yeah, you know. So again, and again, and also, you know, look at Amazon. They didn't kick off dividends for what like, it was like twelve or fifteen quarters, right? And you talk about like, you know, it's interesting that Jeff Bezos can get a divorce two years ago and not even go to not even fight about it, just cut half to his to his ex wife, and he he's the richest man of all time in the world today, right? It just shows you, you know, just put money and, and invest in the businesses because that, like you said, is top of line asset for wealth accumulation. You're exactly right, Chris, but, but there's a caution with that, and you and I have seen this. If you're going to invest in your business, you've got to have people on your side who know what they're doing to drive that value. Mm -hmm. Candidly, and being candid here, most dentists do not know how to do that. That's not the way we're trained as dentists. We're trained to be unbelievable technicians. The danger is this, friends, is if you don't invest and hire the right people to drive that value, then you're going to find yourself out here at age 60, 65, and all of your values in that practice. And now you could potentially be in a position where, remember, here's the statistic. In the United States, under the small businesses, which is where most dentist businesses lie, only 12% of the time do the businesses actually transact and sell. And out of those that sell, 4%. Just 4% of those businesses which sell, does the seller actually get what they were anticipating? Right. Only 4% of the time. So if you put all your eggs in that one basket, using that old farming metaphor that I teach my kids that I go get the eggs from the chicken coop, right? If you put all the eggs in one basket and you don't make sure that thing is just jam up, locked and loaded, ready to go, then you're going to find yourself destitute working or living off so scurry, living not the life you're used to. So the way we mitigate that risk is you use tax planning, Chris, and this is where your powerhouse is, you use tax planning to diversify your risk away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. you, you, if, you don't want to put all your money into your practice and all your money into your, your real estate that your practice is sitting in. Now you got what's called company-specific risk. you got some major risk there when you're net worth. But you, you and I, Chris, who are year-end tax planning, what we're looking at is, hey, can we use – can we use a money purchase plan? Can we use a cash balance plan? Can we use a deferred compensation plan? Some type of process in order to defer some, not all, but some of that money out into what I call, you've heard me say, slow money. Mm -hmm. You know, something that's going to make us 8, 9, 10%. We don't really care if it, what it really does because we're making like our 15, like one of our clients actually had a 15.2% increase in their net worth over the last fiscal year through the midst of COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's rock star status. Mm -hmm. So we want to look at, yeah, we want to reinvest in our business, but you also simultaneously need to know the safe amount to pull out of your practice every year and position it so that if, the big if, if your practice doesn't sell, if regulations change, if dentistry becomes some sort of a healthcare requirement, as we've seen in some other areas of the medical field, if something like that happens in the next 10, 20 years, you and your family are still yet protected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's great stuff. How about some power plays in regards to what they need to do financially right now with their with their with their debts, with their interest? What what are some good things that you think they should look at now to free up cash flow and really make a big difference in their long term and current wealth accumulation? So the way we have to answer this is twofold. 
First of all, we have dentists who just barely made it through COVID. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's address that one first. If you find yourself at this particular point, no matter whenever you hear this podcast that airs, if you find yourself saying, man, COVID kicked me square in the teeth, mm -hmm. fine, tighten the belt. Your power play at this point is you tighten the belt up and you stack cash. Stack, tighten your belt and stack cash. The more cash you can stack, the better you can position yourself to come back and get re, get get back to where you were and actually sell out of that. There's mm -hmm. nothing more important than that. Now, whenever I say tighten the belt, you may have to look at some things like spending a little bit more money on marketing, becoming more efficient within your team members. Maybe you have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, maybe your team members are not rock stars. Maybe they're not the all-star team. Maybe you have to do some movement around. Maybe it's time to go renegotiate some of your some of your uh, price points with your vendors, your, your, your suppliers, things of that nature. Um, maybe it's time for you and your practice as you're tightening the belt with the drop of interest rates to go through a refinancing structure on your loans. We've even done this with one, a client that just wasn't prepared for this, Chris. They hired us a little too late. You and I both know what we're talking about. And so we actually went in, we were structuring all of their debt right now. We're dropping them from roughly about a $35,000 a month payment down to roughly about a $17,000 a month payment. Well, that frees up capital so that they can build, rebuild their capital positions. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself in a position where man just COVID kicked you square in the teeth, you're on your back, you're pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, tighten the belt up, look for everything in your practice that you can do to, to, to reserve some cash flow. Now, yep. when I say that, don't be penny wise pound foolish. If you find yourself when you got kicked in the teeth, chances are you didn't know what what you didn't prepare yourself properly for this event maybe it was timing maybe as you've been in the business for a while use some of that resources to hire a rock star like chris hire a consulting firm out there somebody who can come alongside you and say hey let's not have this happen again that's pennywise pound foolish mm -hmm. okay so you can go in if you found yourself like that working and tightening the belt and hiring people to help you. Now let's go to the opposite side. Let's say that you made it through COVID. You shut your practice down, Chris. I mean, you and I work with a dozen or so dentists that they were prepared. They listened to counsel and it didn't affect them much. In fact, they laughed because they had like, man, we had like an eight week paid vacation. Yeah. It was good, you know, and everybody expected it. We didn't have to defend the fact we were leaving the office, right? Right. So if you find yourself in that position and COVID really didn't affect you much, man, First of all, pat yourself on the back because you're a rock star. You're already in the top 5% of your, of your industry right there. But now what you're going to look at is you've got to go into some deep tax plays over the next 90 days. So we're recording this here mid-September whenever we're recording this, this podcast. If you're listening to this in the next 90 days before the year rolls out, you have got to take some time out of your schedule and put together your tax advisory team. And that should be a competent, forward-thinking uh, tax advisory firm like Mahan Associates. Mm -hmm. There's a number of firms out there like Chris Mahan and his team, but you need somebody on your team who's forward-thinking when it comes to taxes. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Mm -hmm. You also need a competent tax attorney in your back pocket. You say, well, Justin, I've never worked with a tax attorney. Look, they are the ones who's going to get you out of trouble or try to keep you out of trouble with the strategies that planners like myself and advisors like Chris come up with. Mm -hmm. You see, you need a competent tax attorney and then you need a planner on your team. You need someone on your team who's throwing mud against the wall. 
So the way I look at it is you have a three-legged milk stool. You have the planner who's saying, hey, what about this idea? What about this idea? Because we think forward in advance, a long ways down the road. Then you have someone like Chris who's sitting there saying, man, that's a great idea. What if we go this direction? They're thinking more in the next 12, 24, 36 months, trying to deal with the immediacy of the tax bill today and how do we minimize that today? Then your, your, your attorney is there to make sure that both ideas are protectable or they're defendable before the IRS. So mm. now's the time if you, if you had a rock star year, you've got to meet with your tax team. Why? Well, Chris, you and I were just talking about this. As of today, recording this episode, we have some uncertainty with the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program. Mm. So a lot of the dentists kind of had their practices operate in a position of a water hose, right? They stuck their finger over the end of the water hose and that back pressure built up over the eight, nine, 12 weeks they weren't in, in, in practice. They removed their finger and the water hose is just pouring out as fast as it can, all the built up pressure. Well, as you mentioned, that built up pressure has caused them not to have a, a reduction in overall collections. We have a lot of clients that took off eight weeks that are still almost at the exact same collecting point they were last year. They had a great year last year. Mm -hmm. And now they're looking forward to the next 90 days and like, holy crap, Justin, Chris, man, I'm, I'm booked out solid for the next 90 days. What that tells you and I, Chris, as planners, and what dentists need to be thinking about, especially if they weren't affected by COVID, is they're going to have the same tax bill as last year, plus... As of right this very second, as we're recording this, the PPP is going to add an additional layer of taxation on them. And because of the CARES Act, some of the mechanisms that we wanted to use for tax planning are no longer available or we probably aren't going to use them. And there are other mechanisms because of the CARES Act that many reactionary, reactionary CPAs aren't aware of. So... If you're in that position where, man, you had a rock star year, your next 90 days, highest priority is to get with your tax advisory team or else you're going to be kicked in the teeth next year and you're not going to have the year that you want next year. So that would be my advice for both of those. Come April 15th, you're going to have a big bill, right? It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I agree. I mean, right now, if you don't have a tax plan or tax plan scheduled or a consult with uh, your tax advisor in the next 30, 45 days, you need to get one because that's how, you know, Justin and I can work collaboratively, collaboratively to really help people fund pension plans with tax dollars and do a lot of really cool things. Uh, and this year is a year that I think everybody needs that type of a touch. I think they need it every year, but this year more importantly. Uh, let me ask you, Justin, about, you know, re, you know debt, you know, re, restructures on debts. How are rates looking? Because I know we can save hundreds of thousands and, and open up cash flow monthly in restructuring debt and get rates down uh, in addition to, you know, I know that you've been able to add, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to people's retirement plans just by going in and doing an analysis on the fees they play they pay that they don't see. I mean, Dodd Frank said that the you know the investment brokers houses had to you know be transparent with their fees. It's still you got to be able to have a professional that knows how to go in and pull them out. And I've seen what you guys have done. Those are two ways that can dramatically in, in, increase their wealth and increase their cash flow. Is it not? Absolutely. So let's deal with the interest rates and we'll deal with the 401ks or, or plan, plan sponsor, uh, sponsored plans here, employee sponsored plans. So on a, um, on, a, on a loan or a lending at this particular position, interest rates have moved very low. In fact, we have the Federal Reserve, uh, the Fed funds rate right now is at 0.08 as of today's recording. It's the lowest it's been. I don't think we're going to go negative according to our Fed chairman, uh, Mr. Munich, but I, I, I think we're going to be low for a while. So um, what you can look at at this point is a complete revamp of your debt position. 
Um, we've had clients, I'll give you three case scenarios that, that maybe can spark some interest in your minds for the listeners here. The first one is we had a client that wanted to buy a building and he had he had some partners in his building. He had some significant debt on his practice note and he had a mortgage. Well, because of the appraised value of real estate across our country moving up, I mean, real estate has just skyrocketed this year. We're hitting all-time highs on the real estate market, which gives a spread between the appraised value and the debt position. If we take that along with the practice debt, what we can do is we can rebundle all of the debt into either shorter durations at the same payment or longer durations because of the interest rates and free up significant cash. Like we, like we mentioned earlier, we have one client, Chris, that you and I are working on that we're talking almost $18,000 per month freed up in cash payments that we're looking at because of restructuring debt. That's one way you could go about it. I have another client that- that's huge. that's huge, man. I mean, that's opening up $18,000 a month, you know- Man, that's that that's a hundred thousand dollar case a month that you that's their profit margin, right? You know, it's, you know, it's huge that they just got it's, right into their pocket just by doing an exercise, just by moving the cash around. And, and here's what's cool on that one, Chris, is you would think in our mind you're saying, well, the only way that you could free that up was be to the extend the debt. That is true, but it actually causes the net worth to increase over the next fifteen years. Yep. And it seems crazy to think in that way that, wait a second, you're going to extend my debt and my net worth's going to move up, but it's called arbitrage. It's arbitrage. called spread building. That's right. Okay. So it's just knowing how to play all these things together, that that's a major. I'll give you another case example is, uh, is whenever people buy a practice or buy equipment, the bank often places UCC1, which is a blanket lien across the entire practice assets. Whenever that happens, that limits what, Chris, you and I can do as tax planners, trying to figure out how we're going to free up additional planning whenever they're making six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars a year, okay? So one of the things that we can do is, is if we can get the UCC1 encumberment off the practice and place it onto a, a secured asset like a piece of real estate, mm -hmm. then it opens up opportunities for us. So we have another practice, for example, that this young, this young dentist owns the building that they're in and the practice note was about 300,000 left on the practice note, but the equity of the real estate grew so much that we took the practice notes and transferred it to the real estate note on a 15 year fixed commercial loan. Yep. It didn't cause the payment to move much on cash flow, but what it does for us is it allows us now to open up a whole nother section of the internal revenue code to do some great aggressive tax planning with this individual. And our projections are at this point is they were going to pay about 120,000 in taxes. And because of just moving the UCC one over, it looks like it's going to be somewhere in the 60 to $70,000 range. Again, that's a 60, 70, $80,000 move, depending on where the tax play comes out. That's a heck of a lot of work that you just saved on net net. Six grand a month to your, to your, to your back pocket. It's, so interest rates are ma matter right now in the appreciation. So remember friends, when you're looking at your financial statement, you have assets and you have liabilities. We get as entrepreneurs, as the business owner, we start thinking about the assets all the time. How do we grow, increase our asset? How do we save more? How do we invest more? Equally as important as the liability section. We've got to all the time mitigate our risk on liability. So interest rates right now are, are a power play that you can make today in this marketplace. But to your question on the 401k. 
So 401k is one of the most popular employer-sponsored plans. It's one that I personally like. It has a little bit more cost involved in the administration of it, mm-hmm. a little bit more. You know, if you did a simple, very, very little cost, go to a 401k, you may pay three to 6000 depending on the size of your company, maybe seven if you're doing like a money purchase or a cash balance. But what it does is it allows us to take our highest tax dollars, in some cases, 40, 50, 60%, depending on the state in which we're, we're domiciled, it allows us to defer that 40, 50, 60% tax that we pay now, and hopefully in the future we have a lower tax bill. Well, whenever you look at a 401k, there's a lot of different costs involved. Mm-hmm. Um, where most people don't see is what's called the, the plan cost, the investment cost, or the advisor cost. Mm-hmm. So Chris, you had a client that you called us up and you said, hey, Justin, I need some help on this. They were doing a, do one of your analysis for us. And the numbers were very interesting. They, this individual is with a longtime friend of theirs. They mm-hmm. actually graduated from high school with this individual. Yep. He worked for one of these offices that everybody would recognize the two names on as an investment firm. Mm-hmm. His buddy didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything un, un, unreasonable. He set him up a 401k plan um, and just left it alone, did what he was supposed to do in terms of being the advisor. But whenever you move to a fee-only advisor, an advisor who's a fiduciary versus doing a, a commissions-type product, what we did is we went in and we said, look, we can drop the advisor cost in half. We can reduce the investment cost almost three quarters in this case. And in this case, his buddy didn't have him in the right investment mix. This was an aggressive investor and they had him in a conservative portfolio. Mm -hmm. So whenever we ran the numbers out, it was about an $18,000 per year fee savings, Mm -hmm. number one. The second thing we did is we took all the fees and we moved it to where the costs were now tax deductible versus non-deductible, the way that a lot of these investment firms set you up. So that not only did we save the dollars, but we also, the monies now we're spending, we're getting a full deduction for those. So it was a double play there for him. And what that did for this individual, if we just took all things being equal using some pretty conservative 7 and 8% growth assumptions, is we're talking about a $1.2 million spread in their net worth over a 20-year period just by retargeting and reshuffling the employer-sponsored plan. Yeah. So a lot of details in there. We have spreadsheets that we build to do this. We, we're experts in this. But there's something there that you need to look at in your own company. If you have employer-sponsored plans, that you may you may be missing huge tax deductions, which in and of itself is another 30 40% savings, if you, depending on where your brackets are. Or it could be affecting your long-term your long-term net worth. So those two power plays you can play, Chris. Right, right. Well, thanks, thanks so much, man. That's really good stuff, Justin. So I just want to, you know, ca- recap the power plays that we spoke of today. Is first and foremost, use this time to invest in your systems, your processes, and in the cracks of, of your practice uh, to make sure that you come back stronger than ever and more durable. Um, taxes, always taxes. I mean, you know, taxes can fund everything, right? And play the tax game the right way. And this year, more importantly, due to PPP monies. Um, and some and some unique things that have happened in this special year, as with every year, it really changes the return on investment in your tax, you know, your tax plan um, based on what you're going to get this year, what you can push into the next year, what upcoming elections and things can play into your tax plan. So you're going to want to be very um, agile with your tax plan based on what happens on November 3rd. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that you need to put in play for the taxes. Um, debt refinance. I mean, you know, just in the one live example that, you know, Justin mentioned that he did with a client, you know, saving them, you know, six grand a month in debt service, you know, that's a big, that's a big chunk. And then on the other live example where he's saving them, 
you know, saving them slash making them $18,000, you know, a year. I mean, that that's that's $130,000 difference, $140,000 difference to their bottom line by playing it the right way, not inclusive of the taxes and how the taxes can fund a lot of that. So those are some huge power plays. Um, so, Justin, let me ask you, how do they find you? How do they say, hey, man, you know what? I want to have you know somebody review my 401k you know, fees and trajectory and investments. If I want to have somebody look at my debt service and those kind of things, how do they find the legend Justin Goodbread? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct everybody to our, to our education portal called Financially Simple. In fact, if you go to financiallysimple.com forward slash dentist, we have a whole series in there specifically for dentists as it relates to practice, as it relates to hiring, firing, all the financial things we talked about today. So you can go to financially simple.com forward slash dentist and you can connect with us there if you need some consultation you can fill out a form right there hey connect with us and we have a process that turns it on so we can our team of experts here in our company we are we're well-staffed team with almost everybody here has master's degrees i mean we we do this for a living with people um and and these numbers are not just made up numbers i mean these are Chris, you can verify them. These are clients that we work on mutually together that it's just amazing to watch when you look holistically. So yeah, check out financiallysimple.com. I have a podcast, again, Financially Simple. I think we're up like 300 episodes. In fact, Chris, you're going to be on the podcast here talking about year-end tax plays here in this next little bit. It's it's been featured in the top 10 several times, and it's a teaching podcast. If you want to go there and learn, there's a lot of episodes you can learn a lot. I've had a lot of power, powerful people come on the show to speak directly to us business owners. So the podcast, Financially Simple, or the blog, FinanciallySimple.com, are the best ways to connect with us. Awesome. Hey, Justin, thanks so much for joining us today, man. A lot of great information and power plays to incorporate. Uh, guys, look forward to uh, episodes three and four. We have the dental guys coming in with tales from COVID from two practices with the challenges, opportunities, and what they've done to really put their practices on a better trajectory. Uh, due to the challenges of COVID, as well as we have Howard Ferran, who is the the uh, owner founder of Dental Town Hygiene Town, and uh, and he, he's 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 well known guy. So, anyways, we're looking forward to, to seeing that. Justin, thanks so much again, man, and uh, truly appreciate it. All right, brother, y'all take care. All right, be good.